In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AVI, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, on a treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash big climb. Welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati, of the Athletic. Excited to be with you. I think Trent, are you excited to be with us? Can't you? Can't you just feel the excitement through this? Yeah, I can. I know. I just you know, it's been it's been a week. Since it's been a week. Not much, not much has happened. A week without well, baseball on this continent. That's true. So. Still have, uh, KBO going on, still have everything going over there. So, you know, it's, and there's still talks. Where are we at? Let's just start there. Let's dive right in. Let's just, well, where, where are we at? Like, for people that are listening, they're like, are the Reds going to play soon? Where, what, where, where do we stand with this? It's, it's crazy. I was mentioning to someone, I was talking to someone that, um, basically, Two people that I wouldn't stake my the two groups that I wouldn't stake my livelihood on, like I wouldn't bet my livelihood on them coming to agreement, are the two that I need to make an agreement for my livelihood. <laughs> That's not good. No, not at all. So, no. um, Major League Baseball. This is we are recording this Tuesday night. On Tuesday night, Major League Baseball took its uh, revamped. Uh, economic proposal to the Players Association and the Players Association did not like what they saw. Um, so no longer is it a 50-50 split of revenue. Um, it is now kind of a percentage of the uh, previously, I don't know if agreed upon is the right word because, well, these people can't even agree whether they agreed. Um, so at, at one point there was a prorated, um, some thought they had an agreement about a prorated salary for whatever, however many games were played. Uh, that is not what the owners are proposing now. Now they're kind of doing a sliding scale where the more you make, the less you make, uh, the less percentage of that you make. Um, so, you know, a minimum salary would actually be closer to a prorated 
um, level. Uh, the minimum salary in Major League Baseball is $563,500 a year. Those players would make $262,217 this season. However, once you kind of go up more, it's that percentage is a little bit less. Where it's like a one million. If you're making one million, you're going to make four point three four, uh, four hundred thirty-four thousand, um, all the way up to let's just say Joey Votto at twenty-five million would make six point zero five million this year. So that's a that's a pretty significant cut. Now. Those are the people who can shoulder this, but those are also right. the people who signed contracts. Um, so it's all just kind of in the air. Uh, I think a lot of people, most players are not happy about it. I don't think they're going to be happy. Um, there's going to be, uh, in, until an agreement is made or not made, uh, there's going to be, nobody's going to be happy until the end. And then, They'll, if an agreement comes together, there'll be some smiley faces. Um, but, you know, this kind of needs to be done by the beginning of next week. If they're going to stick to that timeline of getting two and a half to three weeks of spring training, uh, spring training two electric boogaloo or, and then a <laughs> July 4th start. Right. Um, so these are things that are all, you know, there are other things the players are putting out there that, um, that, that, uh, they're still unhappy with some of the safety protocols. And, and really, I think in the end, those things can all be worked out. It's what are you going to pay me? That's going to be, that's the main issue. And that will continue to be the main issue until there is a deal or is not a deal. It's really hard because. You know, you're in this, you're in a country where, you know, you have tens of millions of people who have filed for unemployment. You've got the optics of all of this are terrible. And, you know, and then you've got these guys paid to play a game complaining about playing a game. However, you know, you're talking about significant chunks of lifetime money and, not feeling they want to get feel like the owners are trying to rake them over the coals. Essentially it's, it's a really tough spot for everybody to be in. There's no doubt, but it's like, but the whole, the whole world is in a tough spot. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just yeah. it seems like there has to be, you, you cannot, the one, the one thing that really can't happen, like you, you just can't not come to an agreement over how much you're going to pay them. And that's why that like this doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean that, but, but we had the 1994 world series. Um, this is, this has happened before. Um, you know, and, and again, nobody expected that, first one to come out and then the players go, Oh man, that's great. Let's do it. That's, that's just not how it works. Um, that's how yeah. not, not how negotiations work. Um, uh, in the end, even though I did mention that I, I just, I don't have a lot of faith. There, there's, there's a lot of evidence about both 
both sides of this not doing right things. Um, in the end, I think both have too much to lose. The, the ownership groups have way too much to lose. And then the players you're talking, uh, you know, the, the, the guys who would make $500,000 this year are now going to make 262,000 or, you know, maybe it's up to like three by the time this all gets done or whatever happens, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. I mean, the average, the average career isn't too many more years than that. You know, there is a thought of like, you hear about these, these huge contracts. Well, that's not the typical guy. That's not 75% of the players, 85% of the players, whatever. Um, I think some see this and this is if you want to be really, um, paranoid or whatever word you want to put. And I'm going to, honestly, I, I don't think it's, I don't think you can dismiss it quite that easily, but some are seeing it as like, Oh, this is MLB the way it's done trying to create a rift in the union because the CBA is up after 2021. That's still, you know, all this is going to be nothing compared to what we have next winter. I love labor issues. Oh Yeah. They're and really, like, I, they're great to talk about, you know, they're, it's, it's really exciting stuff, you know, yeah. it makes people happy. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you hear the billionaires versus millionaires thing. Well, a lot of these guys aren't millionaires. The majority aren't. Yeah. And you also have, you know, you, you deal with this on the NFL side, you know, the, the lifetime earning potential for all but the few is not, you know, it's, 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 it's still very tough. And, you know, it's really going to be tough on the minor leaguers this year because there's not going to be a minor league season. That's, right. that's just the number one thing to think of. The one, you know what? Um, it, speaking of like the NFL connection, I mean, it's a similar strategy to how the Emma, the NFL pushed their thing barely through. Their mm-hmm. agreement was appealing to the much larger swath of the, the bottom level players, you know, uh, by really favoring them with extra roster spots and higher, higher league minimums and things like that and understanding what that means to the, the vast majority of MLB player, which is just the, you know, the guy that's hanging on for however many years, um, yeah. which is kind of how they're, they're going, trying to push this thing through here. I guess we'll, you know, we'll see what happens that it's, you know, it will, it's it's right around the corner though. You're right. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna get this thing done, it's it's time for all sides. I mean, just the idea of all sides being like, no, we can't agree what to pay each other. You're right. There's just too much. I mean, <laughs> to lose the entire season here, uh, you know, and all the money that could come just from you know any sport that's on TV. You, you've got you've got Peyton Manning and Tom Brady golfing to the highest ratings for a golf event on cable this weekend. Like people are thirsting so bad for something. There's and there's money to be made and there's enjoyment to be brought. You know, there's just, there's so much that is, you're right. That is at stake. It's just, it, it seems that they, they have to end up uh, together at some point or, or so. So we say, you would hope. Yeah. You, you would hope. Um, before we uh, move on, I want, I do want to point out that, you know, people often, they, they accuse me of taking PEDs. Which is just lots of coffee. <laughs> and they can tell, you can see it, you know, in my muscles. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, top performers in business and sports, they often attribute their success to their morning routine. That my routine is waking up in fear at 6.49 a.m. every morning because my kids are about to wake up. But that's my routine. Set your goals for the day or your exercise or meditation, but it's not for everyone that has time to do it all. But with Hydrant, jumpstart your mornings. As you know, 75% of us are walking around every day in life chronically dehydrated. Trent, are you chronically dehydrated? Yes. If I mean, definitely, definitely on, on Saturday nights now. I'm pretty chronically dehydrated. Really most nights. Let's be honest, most nights. Uh, but we're suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, poor focus. Doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant has created flavored electrolyte packets that you mix directly in your water, make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Uh, Hydrant's backed by research formulas developed by Oxford scientists. Those are the real ones to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration for 25% off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash athletic. That's drinkhydrant.com slash athletic for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash athletic. Um, we were talking a little bit about, you know, the possible, what is the worst sort of the plan? This 82 game season and how this could play out. And, uh, Jason Stark has had a story kind of talking to some, important people, shall we call them, uh, about how that will, can be processed. I mean, it, it's really interesting because game is, the game is such about, so much about numbers and about the history of those numbers and the importance of those numbers. Joey, Joey Votto, uh, spoke in that piece and I thought it was, as kind of standard with him, really enlightening of just saying, I like to think that baseball fans and really anybody can be able to discern the difference that we're of this season versus others and not say, Oh, well, I hit 400. So the 400 thing is over, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, whatever thing is broken record or some oddity. I, I thought it was really interesting. He's just like, absolutely not. Would I ever hold myself that I hit a 400 season? If you counted this as a full season of 82 games, you know, and, I just, it is going to be interesting to see how people process the idea of a shortened season when through a historical context a little bit that way. Yeah, I mean, it is, but I, I, I thought Joey, well, Joey is great because he was just saying, hey, we need sports writers. Um, that's how I interpreted what he said. Yeah. <laughs> that you always need the context. You know, it's yeah. not about the numbers as much as the stories. And, and, you know, there is a difference. You know, you could go like there was the Maris. Is that the same as the Ruth? And we go back to that or, you know, and, and, and well, Maris played more games. Ruth didn't play against African Americans. Um, Barry Bonds, uh, Mark McGuire, uh, they hit more than Roger Maris in a season, but you know, everything has a but and that's, I don't know. It's kind of a, I don't know. I think it's almost a, it's, it's, it's a feature, not a bug. Um, yeah, I would it, agree. I feel like it's kind of a fun, I'm with you. I feel like it'll be kind of a fun oddity that we'll look back on when we talk about stuff like that, you know? And, and 
Yeah. And like, you know, we did this last week. Last week we were talking about the 95 season and you'd go, oh, well, he had this many stolen bases. And, and then you're like, but it was only 144 games or, or whatever it was that year. Uh, you know, and you, you know, it was different. So they don't look quite the same. Like the home run totals aren't quite the same as the other, but you know, I, I was in school in Athens, Georgia when the Braves won the World Series that night. Um, no, nobody was celebrating with asterisks, you know? Uh, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think Joey was totally right. And Joey actually made another point I didn't even think about. It's like, Whoever wins it this year, it's going to be even more special. Yeah. If we have it, not speaking of asterisks. Yeah. If, <laughs> if such a thing happens, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I just, it was funny. I, I, um, Jason Stark had said, Hey, you know, can I get in touch with Joey? And I talked to Joey and Joey's like, yeah, sure. I'll talk to Jason. And, and, um, and so like afterwards, Jason just sends me, goes, Wow. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Joey's different. <laughs> and he is. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. he was so good. And it was, um, it was just kind of neat. And, uh, a lot of the sports writers keep kind of going back to me like, wait, you have Joey Votto and Trevor Bauer. And then I had somebody even today like talking about other people. And it's like, yeah, pretty lucky. Yeah. No, it's a good, yeah. It, there's no shortage of. Just hang hang up till and just wait until Trevor Bauer starts yelling about something. Uh, he did time. while we were talking. He did say he did tweet something like, "Do you want me to make a video about this, or should I stick to baseball?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's I I, I agree. I, I think it's I think it could be a very uh, a, a very fun season and and worth e- either way. It, you set up some sort of playoffs and it's like. Did you ever really enjoy one of the World Baseball Classics? Yes. Yeah. Like there were – I remember I remember watching one of those thinking like before it started, why will I even care about this? It's basically some sort of glorified spring training with these weird – this whole weird stuff. And I, I remember being just re, like just like absolutely engaged with every pitch of it at one point, like at least at the, the tail end of it and thinking like why am – Look at how hooked I am on this World Baseball Classic glorified spring training thing. And I think of this season potentially the same way. Like, it just, it's what, it doesn't matter whatever situation. It's, it's competitive baseball by the best in the world. And they've been kind of dropped into this weird thing and, and asked to figure it out. And who figures it out the best? It's, is it going to be different? Is it going to be traditional? No. But it's kind of cool to watch all these people who everyone thinks are smarter than the other one. Go out there and try to prove whether they are or not in a, in a different scenario. I, I just, I think you'll be surprised by what ends up, you know, really being incredibly engaging. Yeah. And like, you know, the human brain is incredibly adaptable. Um, you know, I, I've been watching games in Korea and Taiwan and it's like, well, in Taiwan now have fans. Um, but, but like, you know, like, you know what? I can still enjoy this without the fans. I thought I would and I noticed it, but you get used to it. I mean, this is like Korea. The fans are the best part. Um, and we don't have that. So maybe it'll be even better once they start getting those fans, you know? Um, but it is fun watching. Japan will start on, um, June 19th. 
So we're going to get a little bit more baseball, a little bit different baseball. So I don't know. Hopefully we get the United States version soon and whatever it is, we adapt and we understand. You tell the story and everybody gets it, but bottom line is, I remember the night the Braves won the 95 World Series. I was in Athens, Georgia. Um, uh, earlier in the day, uh, the Steve Spurrier, uh, famously hung half a hundred, as he noted, uh, against the Georgia Bulldogs. So people were down, but then the Braves won the World Series and well, it was a Saturday night in Athens and there's usually a party on Saturday night in Athens. Yeah. They were probably decent ones that night. Pretty good ones. <laughs> uh, it's funny. So I, you mentioned the Braves and you have a story up now of tales from Cincinnati sports writers, which there are many. Yes. I was going to um, ask, uh, if really if you, enjoyed uh, had one to, to, to impart. It's funny. I do. And it's funny you mentioned the Braves, which, which takes me to, I was sort of had a couple in my head. Uh, but, you mentioned the Braves again. It just makes me really want to tell this one because it, it's out of market, uh, but it has a Reds connection. Because back when I was first starting out, it, maybe like my second or third job, I was li- living in Albany, Georgia, in a small oh, paper. Really? And, and one of the it was you know it was great. One of the perks was uh, I did some Brave stuff. I would go down to spring training for a week and get a bunch of features. I would go up to Atlanta. It was like a two and a half hour drive to Atlanta, you know, however many times a year, pop in, do a story on something, come back. Well, my first time, uh, going down there, it was my first time going into a, into a baseball locker room and I get there, you know, I'm there for as early as you possibly can be. And I'm all excited and, and like, okay, the, you know, the locker room is open and I, I walk in, I had this great story I was going to do about the like changing face of the Atlanta Braves relief core. And Bob Wickman was sort of at the center of this. I think he had had some problems the previous year and I walk up and I walk up to Bob Wickman who is a very burly Reds fans remember him from Adam Dunn's famous home run in 2006 uh, when he Wickman was with the Indians. And I walk up to Bob Wickman who's standing there and I wanted to be like, hey, Bob, do you have a second I wanted to ask? I, you have a second I could talk to you? He said, what about? And I'm like, all of a sudden I take some stock of my surroundings. He's like packing a box, packing, not unpacking. I'm thinking, oh my God, he looks mad. He's packed. Did he get cut? cut? What, what is going on here? And I was just like, oh, you know, I just wanted to kind of, you know, talk to you about some of the, the changes in the, in the, in the bullpen. You know, I'm just some young swashbuckler with no confidence wondering why this guy's packing and if he just cut, cut or if he's going to maybe strangle me. <laughs> and he just stares me in the eye for a really, what now feels like hours uh, was probably maybe five seconds. Just drops a, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I just put my tail between my little legs and I walked away and I thought, okay, maybe I'll try a different angle on my next story. 
I don't think Bob wants to talk about his bullpen woes right now. Turns out he wasn't being cut. I don't know why he was packing a box, but he was not cut. Uh, he was just pa- he was just packing a box for some reason. So it was it was with some bit of excitement that I watched Adam Dunn hit that home run that day. <laughs> Bob Wickman, from that point forward, not my favorite. You know, you want one like on the opposite end of that same clubhouse. Um, I'm just, I, I was kind of there. I would fill in for the Braves every once in a while when I was at the Athens Banner Herald. Um, young, young reporter there and, uh, Morris News Service. Morris was the company that owned my newspaper and they had a beat writer at the time and traveled with the Braves and all that. Um, so when he needed a day off, a lot of times the Athens guys would go over and do it. And so I'd do it. And then there's another time where they just said, Hey, it was summer. Summer in Athens is pretty slow college town. They send me out and say, go do a column. Like a, it was the Braves and Tigers. And I was like, oof, okay. Um, it was like, what am I going to do about the Tigers? And Mark Lancaster, who's uh, one of my best friends, former Red Speed writer at the Cincinnati Post. Uh, Mark is, grew up a big Tigers fan. He's like, well, it's Ernie Harwell's last year, and he was actually born in our coverage area. It's like, well, hell, I got it. So I go um, pregame, Mr. Harwell. And um, Ernie Harwell gives me all the time in the world. Very nice. Sits down, answers all my stupid questions. Is just phenomenal. The finest gentleman. And then I'm like, oh, well, oh, yeah. John Smoltz is from Michigan. I bet he grew up listening. So I go to John Smoltz right as the clubhouse is closing. And I'm like, Mr. John, you know. And the dude, Harwell, he goes, all right. But like as we're walking on, he's like, okay, I, I've got to go. But here, let me do five minutes. I've got five minutes. And he was late five minutes to tell, talk to me about Ernie Harwell. And uh, so I was always like, thank you, John Smoltz. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> what makes this even another postscript, um, and I don't know that anybody listening will realize how rare this is. But um, about two or three days later, after I write my just terrible, like, bad column slash feature, whatever the heck it was, I'm just a regrettable 800 words, whichever it was, either way. I get an email from Ernie Harwell saying what a really nice it was and thanking me. And I'm like, of all people, because we could count on, well, probably our hands, how many of these we've gotten in our life. Mm-hmm. And to get one from Ernie Harwell, when I am just a dumb 21, 22-year-old kid, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. that there is There is always something to that. It's like, I don't know if... I don't know if these people meant anything that they say. Whenever you, you meet some of these people who are just legends and when you're young, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I just appreciate them even considering me a human, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wickman didn't though. He didn't really think I was much of a human at all. Uh, anyway, yeah, I thought it was great. There's lots of great stories in there, um, uh, from lots of good friends of ours, uh, that have been, around and through the Cincinnati media over time. And, um, there, this whole 
area is full of wild, you won't believe this type stuff. And, uh, there's lots of good stuff in there. So I hope people give that a read. And obviously we'll be back, uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe hopefully, hopefully next week we'll have some more news. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully next week we're kind of talking about how this is all going to look and when play returns. Um, either that or we're just going to be banging our heads on microphones for, um, just the sheer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, before we head out, Trent, there's a really important thing we have to talk about. Oh, you, it's, it's how we smell. Yeah. 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 And it's important to know that since we don't work in offices and a lot of people are working from home, they smell bad. Oh, yeah. And at some point, when we're all allowed to start going out a little more often, people going out more often, you need to realize that you smell bad and you should smell good. And there's somebody who can help you with that. And they're Hawthorne. Father's Day is coming. If you're a dad and you smell bad, this could be the gift for you. Look, you can go on. You can take a quiz. And learn all about Hawthorne and guess what will happen. You check it out at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use my promo code, which is athletic, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. Use my promo code, athletic, get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. CO. You just take the quiz. Hawthorne tells you the two clones that are best for you. One for work, one for play, risk-free, free shipping, free returns. Get all the good stuff. So go check that out. Don't smell bad. It's not, you don't want to smell bad, Trent. Don't stink, Paul. Don't, don't stink. stink. I wake up and tell myself that every day. Just don't stink today. We, we and all yet, try. Here we are. We all need help. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> and yet I've here we are. Recently. Uh, this is completely, well, this is on this topic. Sitting there and it's like, you know what? I've never regretted taking a shower. <laughs> you know how like all the time that you go, so oh, I want to take a shower, especially now when we're not, you know, having to do it every morning. I, I don't, I can't think of a time I've ever regretted taking a shower. Agreed. Yeah. I've never. To shower. Yeah. She, <laughs> she should shower. You should definitely shower. And try to, but I, you know what? I've never, I just, I find much more enjoyment of it too. Uh, when it is hard, when I, I, it's harder for me to find time to do that now when you've got the kids running all the time. So I find myself really just like, I'm just going to take the extra five and just let the water go, you know? Oh. Yeah. They, they are, don't bother you as much while you're in the shower. No, no, but they still do. They still do. Uh, yes, there were qualifiers uh, there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, this is good. This is good PSA that we had, that we had for people about showering. Don't here. stink, shower. You'll Don't never stink. regret a shower. Don't stink, shower, and, uh, maybe, and that's just it. This conversation is how bad we need MLB and MLBPA to come to an agreement. Ain't or else, or else true. more shower talk is in your future. Although I will say, I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's right. Better to be right and awkward. 
That's what right I'm saying. Right and awkward. <laughs> what I've been doing better my than, whole professional than career. Right. <laughs> right and awkward. I was awkward, but I was right. That's right. Uh, all right, Trent, I appreciate it as always. Hopefully next week we will have more news and less shower talk, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, all so, right. Don't stink. Uh, don't stink. Good lesson from here. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, have a good one. We'll uh, see you next time on WARP in Cincinnati. Ooh.